Many years have passed since a fellowship of light battled the shadow creature at the Grey Haven. Now the heroes find themselves in an unknown land where they discover a man in black is wreaking havoc. Undeath follows him wherever he goes, and long-forgotten legends rise again having been possessed by his evil. Join the players of this Dungeons & Dragons campaign as they attempt to stop the man in black as he collects artifacts both on and off the Lonely Isle. Welcome to Tolerasia in part two of the Inglorian Bastards trilogy, Rise of the Mormon. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 100 of the Inglorian Bastards campaign. With me tonight, I am lucky enough to have my uh, almost the full cast of of Rise of the Mormagill. Welcome, everybody. Thanks. Hey, how's Hello. it going? Hello. All right. So we we have um, uh, we have MJ here. Hello. Who who played uh, Azelandor? We have Marco who played Faradir, of course. Um, we have his brother Max who played Tessero. We have Spriggs who played Burin. Um, and we had Josh who played Riken. Um, so guys, it hasn't been that long since we did the, the last full cast reunion. Um, I, I, I like to start these things by doing by giving you guys some, some factoids, some dates. Um, so we started the first part of the campaign, uh, toll, uh, Search for Toll Arisea, back on June 11th, 2017. Uh, which is insane. Uh, I, I don't know why I decided to start a massive campaign uh, like 10 days after I had my third child. <laughs> that seems like maybe that was ill-fated. Um, but we we, uh, we ended that in, in August of 2017. Um, and we, we took like, we took a good, like probably almost six months off. We started Rise of the Moore McGill in, in January um, of uh 2018 and um ended it in march uh, of 2018 so we went about two months maybe like two months and a week um and then we only took like a couple weeks off and we started right in on uh trials of the valar um and which which went for a couple of uh, about 10 weeks in in um in in april uh may and i think maybe even through june um so so yeah so we're 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 recording this um, about two years, almost to the day that we started Rise of the Mormagill. So isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is definitely crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got legs. Yeah, man. Well, um, I'm still I'm still in the thick of this. You know, uh, recording these. I'm I'm about two thirds of the way done, um, and this thing has kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, we. Um, Obviously, I've done some amazing interviews. Um, this will uh, this will be the last episode. This will be episode 100 in, in Rise of the Mormagill. And to kick off uh, Trials of the Valar, we have um, the Tolkien scholar um, uh, Verlin Flieger is going to come talk to us. I have uh, I have the artist Ted Naismith that's going to come talk to us. The Tolkien scholar Dimitra Femi. I think we're going to do some fan interviews, and of course, I've got my my live UK trip that I'm going to go and visit some Tolkien sites. Oh yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I, we, we talked about that. Yeah. So I'm heading uh, in March, I'm heading to uh, Oxford, Birmingham, Warwick, 
and uh, the Cheddar Gorge and uh, hit some some Tolkien sites. Yeah. Wow. So those will those will start airing in in sort of late like late April 2020. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but that's not why we're here tonight. That's just to give the listener a little preview. Um, I have a few questions for you all. Um, we we obviously have just the the listener has if they're going in order they have just finished Rise of the Mormagill, uh, which is where your characters started at the Tower of Avalone, traveled through the Land of Elms, went to the Cottage of Lost Play, to the House of a Hundred Chimneys, to Tavro Bell, which we affectionately called Taco Bell. Um, they got met Ase, got on a ship, um, went to the Tower of Pearl, um, you know, traveled to Tauber, to the Stone of the Hapless, came back, uh, went to Alqualunde, uh, met the King of the Teleri, um, had a sea battle, went to the uh, the uh, workshop of Aule, discovered Turin Turambar was the man in black, battled him in the Calakiria, and, and that's kind of where the listener is now. Um, the last thing that the, the listener has heard is that the caves of the forgotten have opened up. So, so I, and that was like an overview. If you, if you guys haven't been sort of following along with the podcast, um, but I am curious, uh, since the last time we've talked, which has been about six months, uh, we, we talked, uh, last July in, uh, July of 2019. Um, I was, I was curious, um, and we can just go down, down the list if, if um, have you guys been playing any more D and D since since this uh, Lord of the Rings campaign? You know it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what about Spriggs? Have you been doing any D and D? No, haven't been playing any. Um, I did run a very short uh, game with some friends of mine that have never played before. Um, and then, uh, as you know, I've been doing a lot of like theory crafting on creating like different worlds for D and D to be set in. So I've been doing that like in my free time, but that's really the only D and D that I've You missing playing? Uh yeah. Yeah I do. I, I do yeah. miss playing. Especially with you as DM just because there's so much story behind it. Oh, I miss yeah, I mean I'm 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 in the thick of a Symbian revival campaign now, uh which which is uh taken you know the other half of my creative brain um but so that's fun i'm, I'm looking forward to what's next though well um, i th- that means i definitely lied because i did play the one session in the symbia uh oh yeah 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 i can't for you guys and uh and josh what about you yeah i've been uh, i've actually been playing a ton of D really uh we we're i play with a group of people that we we, we play we try to play like once a month and uh we're on our third part of this huge campaign that we, that we've done, which actually has been kind of interesting because I started DMing the first and second parts. And then at the third part, we handed it off to a different DM and he kind of just took the story wherever, whatever direction he wanted to go. And we've been playing for like two and a half years now. We started, we started, I think just before this campaign started. Um, and we've been playing like once a month or maybe twice a month since then. Um, it's been pretty fun. And you guys do, you guys do the uh, in-person session. Is that right? Yeah, we do. We do in-person sessions and, uh, and they get a little bit silly. So that's something I miss. I wish I wish we were able to be in person more often. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and and but <laughs> I, I can tell you I can tell you after trying to edit these the uh, the rec- the sessions we recorded when, when everybody's in the same room it was just like <laughs> it was just like a shit show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. just, so people are ordering pizza and dishes are clanking <laughs> and it's like <laughs> dogs are barking. I think uh, I think at one point uh, I had to edit the files because at one point I gave out my credit card to the person I was ordering the pizza from on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> 
some high production value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so MJ, uh, uh, what about you? Have you have you played anything or? Um, I, I I have not. No. You boys were the uh, my first time. Oh, how precious! So let's let me go to the next question. Uh, have you guys? Um, since, since we played um, in the last couple of years here, has have you picked Tolkien up? Like as far as the movies or the books go, uh, um, have you have you guys like experimented a little more? Like maybe picked up the Silmarillion or anything like that? I read the uh, I read the Hobbit when I was I think uh, I was in high school, and uh, I just picked it up and was starting to read it to my son. He's six and he absolutely loves it. So. Oh wow. I, I, you know, I've seen the movies, but like all, the, you know, like the nuance of the story and stuff like that, I had forgotten. So, well, I, I just started. Well, I just finished The Hobbit with my eight-year-old uh, daughter, and uh, she liked it so much. Cause I was reading it to her, and she liked it so much that she actually started reading it out again, like immediately. And that's now cool. I'm actually reading her The Fellowship, um, which requires, oh, yeah, you know, it requires a lot more like hand-holding in some ways, you know? <laughs> I think I was the other sort of token nut of the bunch. Um, I have already re- read this similarly. Um, after that campaign, I'll be honest with you, I needed a little bit of a break <laughs> from the token stuff. Oh, um, yeah. But now I'm, I'm, I'm just finding out now, because we had talked before the podcast started, but um, that there's a, there's a series coming out on Prime for the second age. <laughs> and you I'm just... getting all... I'm getting all excited for that now. <laughs> you just found out like five minutes ago, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Five minutes ago. Oh man. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, they uh, so Lord of the Rings on Prime has five seasons that it's going to do. Um, so there's speculation of you know people are are really re- like looking at the maps and uh, trying to decide at what point in the Second Age it's going to fall and. Um, and, um, you know, I, I have my ideas. I think I think it'll either be um, it'll follow the voyages of Aldarion um, or or it'll be like right around the time that the rings are forged. Those are those are the two leading contenders, I think. Um, all right. Well, let me let me go on to the next question here. Um, so those parts of of Rise of the Mormon Gill that I mentioned, do you guys have any of uh, like your favorite parts? The ship battle was a lot of fun. The, the ship battle, which which one? Which one was that? The one that the one that had the enormous like octopus with its <laughs> tentacles stretched out all over the boat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, so so Josh and I talked a little bit about that. Um, I think Josh is having some some audio uh, problems, so he had to bail. But um, he uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that and about how he you know just loves to do crazy stuff, and and I think that really came out in that episode. Um, yeah, for sure. But that but that leads me to kind of uh, my next question. I think Spriggs and I talked about this, and and I realized that I possibly could have some sort of uh, Japanese tentacle fetish. Because um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm looking back at these. Think about how many tentacle monsters we had. We had um, the creature in the well. We had the Watcher at Tharbad. We had. Um, I think you guys were traveling through the land of elms and there was like a worm creature, which you could argue is a tentacle monster. There was on the way to the twilight Isles, right? Where you, where you have the one that Spriggs just mentioned, right? Um, was there another one? Uh, I feel like there might've been another one. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right. Well, um, can I, can I ask this question? Maybe, 
I, we haven't heard much from Max. And uh, I just finished listening to re-listening to an episode where um, we had you guys had to decide whether you're going to go um, ride your horse. It was just after you fought Tarmanoth. So you whether you're going to go straight down and, and kind of skirt the uh, Fangorn forest or whether you're going to cut through Fangorn. And I and I know that Max was really bummed out. Um, and I think he's he's muted now, but I think he was really bummed out that you guys didn't end up going through Fangorn. So I guess my question would be, um, did, were there any parts of the world that you would have liked to have played through? I'm, I'm trying to think if there was any place that I was really interested in going that we didn't go. Because, like, I wasn't familiar. We didn't go to... Did we go to Angband? Angband? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay, you did. All right. But you, but that's something that the listener has to look forward to in part three. I guess I was, I wasn't familiar that much with Amon, so I didn't really know where we could and couldn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some of it I remember early on. I gave you guys a few choices, <laughs> like do you go left or you go right, and if you go left, you fight these dragons. If you go right, you know this happens, and and so we kind of had to, you know, introduce that choice. That that's super important, I think. Right. Um, all right. Well, now I want to pick on Burn a little bit. Um, so, so Spriggs, um, one of the last things that uh, Burn had a vision right at the very end of the last episode, um, where he saw a strong dwarf with a burning flame above his head, and then you saw an obelisk, and it cut to black, and you you knew well enough that this was somehow related back to Durin, um, kind of the, the forefathers of all the dwarves. Um, did you have did at the time did you have any idea where that was going zero had no idea um because you and i had flushed out the backstory from the get-go and i still thought that's what was happening and then when that when i had the vision it kind of threw me off guard because it didn't make sense um but it does later on it does <laughs> <laughs> so you have that to look for everybody yeah um all right well let's pick on let's pick on marco now uh, so marco at the at the very end of this fight um anguarel is destroyed and you you um as the ground starts to vibrate and the and the sky goes even darker you are on the battlefield picking up the shards of girthang and anguarel did you have any idea what was going to happen after this i was going to reforge the shit out of that sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was waiting. It took a while. I'm not gonna lie. It took a while, but when it comes back, it's worth it. Oh, okay. So you, okay. So there you go, listener. Um, now we know that uh, Faradir reforges his sword in a way. In, in a way, reforges it. Um, well, let's let's pick on uh, let's pick on Max a little bit now with Tessero. So. Uh, yeah, so we, um, your character is slowly turning into a tree. <laughs> um, did, did you think that, um, Aman was going to be your last stop as a, as a, as a player? Did you think you were, you know, going to get this cloak off or what were your thoughts at this point in the campaign? Um, honestly, I don't really, I was just kind of going with it. I mean, I, I, I kind of had a feeling you probably weren't going to full on turn me into a tree and then make a new character. So, I don't know. I was just going with it. So, I like, I liked it though. I liked it as like a, it, it brought the character in a whole different direction, which um, is really cool uh, when something like that happens in yep. this game. 
You did. You totally reskinned your character in the second part yeah. of the campaign. So some of the new characters uh, stuck with us through part three. Um, I, I believe MJ, you stuck with us uh, as Elendor was with us to the end. Morloman Mor- was with us to the end. And of course, Faradir and Tessero were with us to the end. Burren was with us, but was played by a different player, um, who we'll meet uh, in a few episodes. Um, Riken, as a character, has to, and we'll find this out as well, has to, um, his character has just seen so much damage from, from the shadow after 60 years in the portal. Um, and his, the smoke that, were com- that was coming out of his, out of his lungs were um, uh, turned into evil breath at the end of the fight. Um, and uh, and um, so he he actually takes the Silmaril uh, and and kind of watches over the Silmaril at Tyrion and uh, is nursed back to health um, um, by the Noldor. Um, and so we'll see him again, and 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 Josh will come back into this again, uh, but not until the till the very end of part three. Um, if I if I could, um, I want to read to you um, the the thing that. Um, uh, the thing that we ended with was the Calakiria, the, the Caves of the Forgotten opening, um, and the, the sort of the dead Numenorians filing out, uh, preparing for battle. And they were chanting, We storm this land for the king of men to claim the right of our firstborn kin. Vengeance now for the land they rend. Thralls no more to the lords we tend. Um, and so you guys knew you were starting... Uh, part three right away in battle. Um, and I don't believe you guys got to take a rest. So uh, can you remember what you were thinking at this point? I wasn't there, so I'm not sure what I would have been thinking. <laughs> but it sounds terrible. Uh, it was all new to me, so I, I wasn't, you know, um, I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know. So if there was uh, something that was bad or dangerous or, you know, I, I was... I was on the adventure just the same as everyone else, I guess, but, you know, um, I guess all new to me. I think Faradir was disheartened by uh, by the Numenorians coming out of their graves, but I think Marco thought it was super cool. Yeah. Well, guys, do you think, um, do you think, like, if, if you if you were to, to, to pick up the Silmarillion or... Uh, um, you know, in, any of the histories of Middle Earth now, um, if they were talking about geography, do, do you think after having played this campaign, would, would it would it help? Would it hurt? Like, what um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's one thing that I didn't get an answer earlier when you asked it, but um, I haven't read anything new Tolkien wise. But if I go back and watch Hobbit or Lord of the Rings movies, I catch things that I wouldn't catch before I played the campaign. Uh, just like little nuances and like mentionings of places. I'm like, oh shit, we were there. That's cool. <laughs> and or like, oh yeah, that really did happen, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> and uh, I think that's really cool because it makes it feel uh, more real, like that we were actually playing a part of Tolkien history. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, I, we only scratched the surface. I mean, I. Corey Olson, when I interviewed him, he's the Tolkien professor. He he mentioned something like I think his phrase was that um, he, I don't really think some people know how deep this this hole goes, right? And and I, when, when he said that, like I was like, oh yeah, I totally I totally get it. But but 
50 episodes later, like I can tell you after interviewing these people, I had no idea how deep this well goes. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. Um, go ahead, MJ. What were you going to say? So I was just going to ask, like, you know, in you designing the campaign, when you looked at it was, um, you know, and having done this history since then, looking back, is there anything without giving anything away about where we go or don't go? Is there anything, at least in that first part there, that you would have added or done differently in designing the, the, design the experience? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I made a, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I, you know, I mean, let's just like tell the story or like places that you wish you, we well, went. Well, the naming of things we've talked about. Um, the you the know, Yeah, the Durinstone. I wouldn't have called the Durinstone because there is a Durinstone. You know, like uh, Helagrad was a name that I borrowed from Lord of the Rings Online. Um, was in the wrong place. Um, and, it, you know, I should have called it like the Fane of Durin like I did in the in the podcast. Uh, when I when I edited, um, when you say it was in the wrong place, what do you mean? Well, Helagrad was in the Misty Mountains uh, in Lord of the Rings Online, I believe, and um, and it's up. It's it's a little s- more southerly than where we where you, you guys were out of the Misty Mountains and near Gundabad when when you discovered uh, the tomb of not the tomb the the shrine of Durin, uh, what I call the Fane of Durin in the podcast. So I, so I would have I would have changed that. I would have. Um, I probably wouldn't have involved the blue wizards at all. Um, I thought I was going to do something with them and then I didn't end up doing it. So I wouldn't have brought Alatar into Erebor. Um, I wouldn't have had Pterodon's um, Barrow be in the Barrow Downs. Um, I think it would have made more sense for Pterodon to be buried in Orthanc or, or somewhere around there. Um, yeah, lot, lots of things, man. A lot, lot, really lots of things. And... Um, um, what, what about you guys? Did you guys discover anything along the way that you thought was lame or uh, like, oh. I just want to say at first, at the same time, like, you know, um, just just being able to put yourself out there and just create this story, willing to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right? Otherwise, this whole thing wouldn't have happened, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, it's, it's cool because the, the community is actually a really um, small and supportive community and people are, people are chiming in on YouTube and, and like, um, I, I had somebody from uh, Norway that contacted me and was like, I look forward to every episode, like, and, and, and that makes you feel good, you know, cause I, I put a lot of, t- I put a lot of time in editing, well, not yeah. just preparing the, the, obviously the campaign, but, but in editing and, and putting the stuff out there and making it look nice and, um, it's been, it's been, I, I just hadn't like, I'm interfacing with people that are so smart and, and so knowledgeable about these things. I get to meet them. A lot of them, right? Like I, I get to learn from them. I, I get to, I didn't even know that I enjoyed interviewing people. Um, and, th- and this, <laughs> when you're, when I'm interviewing five other people, this is not a good example, but like when you're in a one-on-one interview with somebody and, and you, you know, you don't have to be the expert. You just, you just ask them about the thing that they're passionate about and they can go on and, and on and on. And some of my, some of my interviews have been in an hour and a half that I have to sort of cut down, you know? Um, so it's, I, you know, I, people probably think it's silly that I'm still kind of in this campaign that we did two years ago, but I tell you, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been really great. So, and I, I want to, I want to thank you guys for that. Oh, of course it was a blast. Um, but I had a question. So, like, out of all the people that you've interviewed, uh, what is like the most interesting thing that you've learned? Well, I think um, you know, 
I, I have to say that um, I, I'm just truly indebted to uh, Corey Olson, who was the first one to agree to be uh, on the podcast. And he, for years, I would say since 2007, he was he started. He, he didn't start in full force until I think 2009, but like he started recording in 2007. And he um, he's the Tolkien professor, and he's he's really created um, through his university uh, and his Mythgard Institute. He's interviewed just like I'm like, oh, I'm going to interview this person. This is great. I bet they've never done an interview. And I look, and Corey's interviewed them, and and um and and like the the and and Corey's like giving me people's contact information and and like um, just been a great resource. And I think like almost like gave me legitimacy when I've been like, Oh yeah, I interviewed that guy or, you know, they've been like, Oh, he interviewed Corey. I guess maybe I should come on his podcast. Like, um, I, I'm truly indebted to him. Um, uh, and I, you know, he, he's just a really good guy. Um, um, as far as like the most interesting, I, th- I think when, um, I, I have to tie everything back to the campaign, right. To make it relevant. Um, but I, th- I think, um, you know the the language conversations were really interesting. Um, I I, th- I think the interview that I did the best job at was, and it was I was working on it for a year, um, kind of preparing for it and 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 talking with his family. Um, the um, I got a chance to talk with the son of uh, Karen Fonstad, Karen Wynn Fonstad. She did the the Atlas of Middle Earth, and um, she has she passed away unfortunately, but. Um, her, I got a chance to email back and forth with her son and uh, her husband, and they were great. They're good, good people. Um, also, super knowledgeable. And um, I, I just had that interview. It just actually just went just went live last week. And um, and uh, so the interview with Mark Fonstad was really fun and interesting, and um, and you know really heartfelt. Uh, so everyone's different, man. You know. Gotcha. Well, all right. Well, guys, um, I, I think that's all. Um, I will. I will just ask one more thing in case there's anything burning uh, as like a preview of things to come in in part three. This is called Trials of the Valar. Um, is there anything that the listeners should be prepared for um, in in part three that you remember? I already gave my spoiler. So. All right. All right. Max or MJ, anything you? Is Elendor is going to is going to get uh, is going to get an item, an art, you know, uh, something that's going to be uh, useful to you know, memorable to him and useful for the campaign. Something that's very special, and um, you know, your listeners can try to maybe start guessing of what type of you know what is it he's going to be receiving. Well, I will give I will take this one step farther and say if they oh. go to longwinded one and they look at a picture of your token um, under uh, Rise of the Mormigil or under Trials of the Valar, they will see a picture of you and that item is in the picture. Ah, I like that. That's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Thank thank you. And uh, I will um I'll see some of you uh, in part of the, the, the campaign we're doing now, but hopefully I can, uh, I can have you back in, um, in another six months or so when we do the final, final uh, reunion. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good, man. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose.